You're listening to episode number 24 of the Heart and Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Roman, and today I have the biggest treat coming at your earbuds, friends. I am taking the lead in the interviewer seat and chatting with Evie and her ex-boyfriend Landon all about how to navigate a breakup in a healthy way. Okay, now before you freak out, they're still dating, (laughs) but their story goes way back and they tell a little bit of it on today's show, but Evie originally dated Landon a couple years back and they had a super painful breakup. They had no intention of getting back together, but magic happened and here we are today. They're back together. So the breakup that we're talking about on today's episode was years ago, not recently. You can calm down, Cheryl. (laughs) We wanted to bring Landon on specifically today to chat all things breakups, how to learn from them, grow from them, what he thinks Evie did right and wrong during their breakup and after. And we just deep dived into thoughts on breakup and dating culture in our society. We also touched on a huge topic that I think will hit home with so many women out there, being afraid to give up or let go of something that's just good enough in exchange for something great in the future. We talked on that point a bit, and if you're in a season, honestly, no matter if it's with dating or not, that that you feel like God's calling you to give up something that you see as good or good enough in exchange for something great that He wants to give you, then guys, please listen to this episode. This episode is for you. Evie and Lynn spew relationship advice and breakup advice way beyond their years, and I truly hope this episode touches your soul and shows you your worth, because y'all, you are worth it, let me just say. Also, stick around to the end because I asked them what's next for the two of them, and you're going to want to hear their answer, just going to (laughs) say. So Heart and Hustle fam, let's just get right to it. Here is Navigating a Breakup with Evie and her ex, and now current, (laughs) boyfriend Landon. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Guys, I have the one and the only, the exclusive interview coming to your earbuds today, right here and now. I have the one and only, Evie Rupp and Landon McLeod. Ah! <laughs> Hey guys, wow, welcome that's to the show. <laughs> that's amazing. I am very honored to be here. It's been a dream of mine to be on this podcast. And like, I'm just really fighting back tears today that I actually have this dream coming true. Like, wow, man. <laughs> yeah, it truly is an honor for me, though. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. It's amazing. That's true. That's true. Landon, this is your first time on the show. For anyone that doesn't know, if you live under a rock or you don't follow Evie Rupp, um, I don't know why I said your last name like that was weird, but yeah, it was um, necessary information. <laughs> <Keep going. laughs> if you don't know, Landon is Evie's boyfriend. And so today we are going to talk all about breakups, actually. Um, <laughs> and that will get into their, they'll get into that with their story. But first, I do just have to say for anyone that knows me and Evie's story, we always share that we met on the coast of Mendocino, California in Northern California in 2017 in April. What people do not know, this is the, this is the exclusive. Um, What people do not know is I actually met Evie and Landon at the same time because when we met, we were doing a shoot. You were shooting just a portrait of me because my husband couldn't come along at the time. And I did a couple session of y'all and that's just a little, (laughs) a little treat. And then y'all broke up, which you'll get into. And I was forced, I was forced to hide. I was forced to hide. Okay. Sorry. I had to just have a moment of drama. Anyways. Um, you're, you're allowed to have that moment of drama. It's, thank you it's so acceptable. Much. Those photos were beautiful and you had to hide them for about uh, two years. So I, was, I appreciate it was the burden. sacrifice you made. It was the burden that I must bear, but it's fine because y'all are together and I can use them now. Anyways, Perfect. let's get into it. I am so excited for this episode. I'm really excited. You guys have a lot of experience on this topic specifically. So let's dive into navigating how to navigate breakups. So before we kind of get into the nitty gritty of like tools and and what you can do and stuff, for everyone that doesn't know your guys' story, I want you to give a brief rundown of how you met, how you fell in love, and how you broke up, and then obviously how you got back together again because you're all like are now obviously dating now. <laughs> 
Yes. Okay. So this is a, uh, a a long story. Um, there are a lot of different facets and, and parts to our story and our journey. Um, we actually just did a, uh, YouTube Q&A video talking a little bit more in depth on our relationship and our story. So if you want to go know more about us, our story, our relationship, everything, go ahead and head over to my YouTube channel to see that because I don't want to take up too much time on today's show. Um, but our, our story, we met about four years ago. We were both in ministry school in Northern California and we started dating, totally fell head over heels in love with each other. And dated for about nine months. And at the end of that, we walked through a really, really painful, unforeseen, unexpected breakup uh, with each other. And it was definitely one of the hardest seasons of both of our lives. Um, there is a lot that goes into that and the process and the journey of that breakup, but it was just uh, a season where God made it super clear, literally overnight, that we were not supposed to be together in that season and that he was calling us apart. And we both were 100% in love with the other person and did not want to part ways. And it was one of the hardest decisions and choices of our lives to part ways. And there's a lot more that goes into that story and a lot more just mess and pain and everything. But it was quite the experience and quite the season. Um, do you want to pick it up from there, babe? Yeah. Yeah. I think we were able to really grow a lot through that season. Um, one of the things we talked about in our Q and a video is when we first started dating in ministry school, we didn't have a, a whole lot of time to get to know each other, uh, as friends. And so we, we were kind of in this relationship for nine months that we were, um, you know, really, really close and really intense. And like Evie said, it came to a point where we felt like the Lord was kind of saying, Hey, let's, let's have a season apart. Let's have a season where you guys can step out and, and look at me and keep your eyes focused on me. And I think it was a really beautiful season for us to spend that time apart um, and kind of rebuild our relationship with Jesus and then eventually with one another. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the, the, the first nine months up until when we parted ways were incredible. And I think one of the, one of the most incredible parts of our story is coming back together mm -hmm. and how the Lord kind of orchestrated all of that and the doors that he opened and just the timing was absolutely amazing. And it was beautiful. Yeah. But what the crazy part with all of that too, is that we did not expect to get back together. That mm -hmm. was the, the breakup was so final and messy and painful and just crazy that we both walked away 100% certain in our minds that we were done. Like there wasn't a single thought in either one of our minds that we would ever get back together, that God would ever bring us back or redeem that, or, you know, have us be in a relationship again. And so to be where we are today and even be on here, it is just such a testimony of who God is and everything. But we're not really talking today necessarily about, you know, getting back together with your ex. We're just talking more about navigating that that hard season, because I can say without a doubt, um, that was the most painful, challenging, probably lowest season of my entire life. And like, I've been through some crap in my life for sure. There's been stuff that has been just incredibly painful or difficult and challenging in my life growing up in my childhood as an adult, but that without a doubt felt like the most painful season of my life. And I'm sure other people have felt that way about a breakup and walking through that and coming out on the other side, actually grateful that we walked through that breakup and that that season of growing and learning, I think that's more of what we want to talk about today and how to navigate that season, walking out the other side stronger and more powerful and healthier than you were when you walked into such a painful season. Mm. I love how eloquent you guys are. We're going to get real deep. Um, that, was, that was that was beautiful. Um, but real quick, I do just have to say, you were like, it's beautiful how God brought us back together. But but was that or was that not when you kissed him and then you didn't tell me? And then you didn't tell me. And then I made a fool okay. of myself on the gram. For anyone who doesn't know, 
I played a game on an Instagram post recently where I like gave, I think it was four truths and two lies or something like that. And, and I one of them was this <laughs> one of them was this big dramatic story about our, you know, Lynn and I and our story and how we got back together or something. And I I put in that detail, you know, I kissed him. I made that move when we got back together. And Lindsay well, was like, that one's false. Yes. Yes. And, and Lindsay's like, that one's false. I know you didn't kiss him. And then I like FaceTimed her immediately when I saw that comment and I was like, yo, by the way, I did. And she lost it. So that's the drama you just heard out of her. She's still sassy about it. I'm very sassy because you feel like you know somebody and then you don't. (laughs) Anyways. Okay. I'll get off my dramatic soapbox. Uh, Let's get back to the real talk. So you guys broke up. Fanata. Dunzo. Zilch. That means zero, but bye, (laughs) you know? Um, So what did you learn in that season and how did that season of breaking up with each other shape you? Yeah, I I think I'll take a hit at that one. Um, I would say without a doubt, us going through our breakup season made us 100% stronger. And I think it developed us as individuals in such a beautiful way, in such a unique way. uh, your, your question is how did we kind of navigate moving forward from it though? Right. Yeah. And how did did it shape you? How did it shape us? I think, I think when you go through any type of breakup, whether it is on your side, whether it's something you decided or not, uh, when you go through a breakup, it really forces you to evaluate everything and look at your life. And for us, I would say it forced us to run to Jesus, which was really great. Um, and really unique but it gave us the opportunity to um, just like reset, reset our lives and surround ourselves with people and look at everything and say, okay, where are we and where are we going and what does our future look like? Um, And as we kind of reevaluated that, I think it was really healthy um, for myself. And I think Evie can agree uh, for herself as well. Yeah. I think, I think for me in that season, I, I learned a lot about surrender and, and that was one of the hardest things for me. It was the most (laughs) stripping season I've ever been in. And I had lost my career path and the plan that I had with that and the identity that I had basically, you know, been under for like four or five years. God just pulled that out from under me. I had just moved back from ministry school in Northern California where I was, you know, living in an apartment, like with roommates on my own. And I moved back to Ohio right before, like a month or two before we broke up and was living with my parents again, which if anyone has ever lived on their own independently and then moved back in with their parents, like my parents are my best friends. I love them so much. They are the most amazing, amazing people I know. But that was just like a hard transition, period. Um, To go from being independent to back under your parents' roof and, you know, adjusting to those new normals and those new you know, cycles and, and, and habits as a family, again, as an independent adult, that was just so hard and so challenging. And I felt just so pain, so much pain in that season and not knowing what I was doing with my life suddenly, because I wasn't going into politics. And then on top of all of that, Landon just out of my life, um, it was the most stripping season I have ever been in. And the question that God kept asking me was, do you trust me? And you, pray, you say to me that you want me and me only, and you want me and me first, and you want me to take away anything that distracts you from me. So do you actually mean that? And that was such a a come to Jesus moment, literally in my life where I had the choice to either wallow and just feel pity and sorry for myself that I had nothing and, and all my friends were in college or had moved away and I had no one. I was living with my parents in the middle of nowhere in the country of Ohio. And, and I didn't, wasn't going to college anymore. And I didn't have a career path. And I was working at a stupid restaurant that I hated. And my boyfriend was gone. And like, I could have been so just wallowing in that season. And I chose instead, God just really challenged me and was like, what are you going to pursue? Are you going to pursue uh, pity in this season, or are you going to pursue me and you pursue your future? And I think that was probably everything that I, I learned in that season that shaped me into who I am today. And I am actually so grateful that we walked through that season and that God took me through that refining fire season because so much came out of that season. I, 
I started photography as a hard, fast business in that season. And I am where I am today because everything else was stripped away. And God was like, you have no other choice but to pursue me. And then this photography thing. And I know for me, at least that was, I don't think I would be where I am today if I didn't go through that. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. Okay, well, my next question is, what are some practical things that you each did to navigate that painful season of breakup? Uh, something that I I did was uh, I found a really good community of people uh, for me in that season, people that were uh, specifically a part of my church. And I met with mentors and counselors and family friends. Like I immediately just ran to people that would surround me and bring me um, good advice and love me super well and cheer me on. I think in any type of season that's difficult, it's really important to have people that are like speaking life over you and loving you rather than um, kind of pushing you in the wrong way or not giving you what your heart is looking for. And so for me, I think was intentionally running to Jesus and running to people that were going to point me to Jesus. I know that's a very like Jesus answer, but it's so true. But it's true. It's so true. (laughs) And it was so helpful. Um, I think for me, it was um, being very intentional with my time with the Lord. I, I grew up in, in such a strong Christian family and home. And I have always grown up with a strong relationship with the Lord. And so for me, whenever I feel pain or I'm going through a difficult season, my first reaction is to just dive into Jesus. And I think that is the number one thing that you can do if you're walking through a breakup or walking through loss or, or any sort of pain. And then practically on top of that, um, I was very intentional with what I listened to and what I watched when I was walking through my breakup. And it, I know most girls are probably the same way and can relate. We are very sensitive to uh, influences from the outside, whether that's love songs and music or, you know, romance movies or anything like that. We are very, very sensitive to feelings and to emotions. And so when I found myself walking through that painful breakup season, I am such a music lover, listen to music like 24 seven, basically. And I would put on, you know, any sort of pop songs or, or folk songs or whatever, anything that I would normally listen to and love, and it would make me feel happy. And it would just, it would just be a stab in my heart because it was either a love song or a breakup song. And I don't think we realize how much music is centered around love. And so we're like walking through a breakup. <laughs> um, but every single song, whether it could be country, it could be jazz, it could be pop, it could be like blues, it could be whatever it's about either being in love or unrequited love or a breakup. Like it's about love. Like I guarantee you, I I challenge anyone out there right now to try to find a song that is not somehow centered around love. Um, And so I noticed for myself, anytime I would turn on any of that music, my heart would just crack. It would just break. I would just feel so much pain because I was feeling that pain in regards to love. And so I set a boundary for myself. I was praying about it with the Lord and I was like, God, what do I do? I love music. And he's like, worship. I want you to listen to worship. And so for about, I would say five months of, of a breakup, I listened to nothing but worship and I listened to music. I'm not kidding. Probably like a few hours a day minimum. And I just listened to worship. I found new worship. I created playlist after playlist. And that was so helpful for me to hear truth being spoken into my life and God's promises and God's assurances of who he is and how he was going to show up and how much he loved me and how much I meant to him and how powerful he is instead of love songs and and emotions and and relationships that were just going to stir up my pain in my heart that wasn't healthy for me and I've talked to multiple girls since my breakup and just talking to them about the breakups that they're going through or the seasons that they're going through. And I think the number one thing I can say is be very, very careful and intentional with what you listen to. And then on top of that, be very, very careful and intentional with what you watch. Don't watch rom-coms, girls. Don't watch those romance movies. Don't sit down and just wallow like that. It's, it's not healthy. Um, be strategic and be intentional with taking care of your heart and nurturing your heart in that season. Fill it with 
truth and with healing and with peace, don't just stir up the the hornet's nest unnecessarily in your hearts. But I think community, music, TVs, and being very, very intentional with your time and how you spend it. Don't wallow, but also don't fill your time so full that you're not able to process what you're going through. That's amazing. When you were saying that, I immediately thought of, which ironically, this is a rom-com, but I thought of the movie Legally Blonde when Elle Woods gets broken up with when she thinks that he's going to propose and... Like, I think the next scene, the next scene is her, like, eating chocolate. Like, it's the classic rom-com scene when you get dumped. It's like you're watching a movie, which is a rom- Like, she was watching, I think, an old-time movie, and she's sitting there, like, crying and eating chocolate. I feel like that's the the stereotypical thing that girls want to do to make them, like, feel whole or feel, like, better about that breakup is watch something that that gives them that love that they don't have in that moment. But I I totally see how that can be destructive because it's just, like, that self- wallowing cycle of yeah of going through that yeah. um or it's, and that, or it's self-medicating I think that's something else to be very careful yeah. of and very aware of when you're walking through any sort of pain not just breakups just being aware of if you're turning to something because it it is filling that that pain need in your heart and it's not Jesus that's called self-medication um so whether that's you know turning to a, a romance movie, a romance novel, or it's, you know, spending time with a, a guy immediately after a breakup. It's because he makes you feel, you know, pretty and loved and, and you don't feel that in that moment because you're walking through the breakup, like whatever that is, that's super unhealthy behavior because you're, you're putting a bandaid over a wound that needs stitches and you're not paying attention to the fact that you're bleeding out. Like it's, it's just super unhealthy to self-medicate in that way. Well, my next question, you kind of answered it, but I'll ask it anyway, just in case you have some more things. The question is, are there some things you'd recommend not doing when going through a breakup? You obviously mentioned don't like, uh, watch rom-coms and don't listen to sappy music because that could hurt your heart even more. Is there anything else you recommend maybe from Landon? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of what you just, just spoke on it, even with, with the movie in that breakup scene. I mean, that is totally, uh, our culture. It totally tells us to like, go, you know, whether it is to go wallow, uh, as a woman and do that, or as a guy, you know, go out, hang out with friends, you know, go party, push down all the pain. I think, um, I think like what we really need to do and what we should be looking to is like, what is something that we can run to that's healthy, that brings life to us, uh, mm-hmm. and that will kind of propel us into our future. You know, even though we're going through this hard season, we don't, you know, and we shouldn't run to self-destruction, but run to something that that brings healing. And so, um, yeah, I think that's such a big thing and maybe super, uh, underrated by our culture and almost like it's counter culture to, to, I mean, it totally is like even a more dramatic thing that you see all the time in movies and, rom-coms is having like one night stands after breakups it's like oh like just like go go rub it off go like like dust your hands with him and get a new one like that's what rom-coms teach us all the time and it's like no that's so destructive (laughs) yeah it's so wild it's so wild that that's the normal um because time after time i mean it proves that it does not bring any type of peace or hope or healing or anything that's going to, you know, get us through that season. So yeah, I would say do not do <laughs> those things. If you take anything away from today's episode, do not have a one night stand after a breakup. <laughs> and mic drop. Okay, perfect. So <laughs> Landon, I'm curious from a guy's perspective, what did Evie do well or could have done better walking um, through the breakup with you? Like, for example, yeah. like, did she text you too much or not enough? Or what do you, what do you preferred as a guy to have her ghost you and like just clean break? Or I don't know, like what would have been helpful for, would it have been helpful for you to continue talking? Like what did she do or not do? And what would you have preferred? Oh man, Evie did so many things in all seriousness. So well, so, so well. Um, one of the things that I think of even to this day, um, even like in the moment that we decided to move separate ways and stop dating, um, Evie continued to like hold herself with the most amount of respect and love for me. And that was so healing. I mean, from the moment that we decided to go separate ways, she said like, 
Uh, I, I love you. I'm here for you. Um, I'm not letting go of believing in you and, and all the things that I've said in our relationship at its healthiest moment is still true. Even though we're moving in a separate direction, I don't look at you with hate the same way I didn't look at her with hate. And just because we were moving separate ways and there was pain and uh, maybe like a little bit of a mystery of our future, we still looked at each other with love and with respect. And I think she, I mean, even to this day, she is so, so good at doing that kind of stuff with just um, honoring, I guess is what it comes down to, honoring and loving extremely well. Um, as far as the practical things, um, I think, I think like any relationship, it is really hard when you break up with someone to just really have a clean cut and break communication completely. And I don't think that that is healthy and necessary all the time. Um, for us, I, I think there were, and maybe Ev can add her, her opinion a little, but I think there were for a few, maybe weeks, if not months that we would kind of go back and forth with communication. Um, looking back at it, it might've been, you know, a little better to just cut communication for at least a period of time. And we did try to do that. We, we tried to have about two months where we didn't really have any conversation just to move forward and find our own kind of identity and our own path as we were moving forward. But I think that that's such a big thing when, when you break up with someone, um, being able to know like, okay, this is, this is the end for now. And, um, having that, that clear, you know, we're not going to communicate. We're not going to go back and forth was, uh, I think super good for, for us. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah. I'm, I'm a hundred percent on board. I yeah. think being intentional with just the way setting expectations almost of the way that you separate ways, um, whether or not that door is open, whether you're parting on, on good terms or, or really crappy terms. Um, I think knowing in our situation, we were able to talk through setting kind of that expectation of here's the boundaries. Here's where, you know, we are friendly and we don't hate each other. We respect each other. Um, yeah. Setting those expectations of, of let's not talk too much. But if, if you really need to talk, if, if something's really going on in your heart and your life, like you, you're not banned from talking to me or calling me. Like I never blocked Landon in my phone. Um, I don't think he did for me either. It was, we were allowed to communicate with each other. And I think setting that expectation, but also, you know, having cold Turkey and clean break, I'm not sure is necessary in every single breakup and, and relationship, but I think being intentional to not continue talking and emotionally dating yeah. is, is very important when you are walking through a breakup, making sure you actually have closure and, and have cut those ties and are able to start your healing journey on your own, I think is very important. And I think that looks different for every person. So it's hard to speak directly to that, but just being intentional to, to begin your healing and not postpone that by talking to the other person unnecessarily. Yeah. Is that what you would then, because like my next question was kind of directed to you, Evie, do you regret anything that you did or didn't do in that breakup season? You kind of touched on that a little bit. I didn't know if you wanted yeah. to add anything. Yeah, I think, uh, I think one thing I'm, I'm really, really grateful that we did. And I think we did really well when we were broke up was we set a time frame of two months to not talk at all. And to really press into the Lord and make sure we were 100% sure, certain we were done and, and to get healing and just based on, you know, our reasons for breaking up and everything to just begin our healing journeys and really press into God and just have a clean break. And I think that was so vital and necessary for us to not be wondering if the other person was going to be calling and, and how are they doing and what was going on? And it was just, it was very necessary, clean cut. And then after we talked about two months in and, and just confirmed, yes, I, I really feel like God is saying we're done and, you know, I respect you and, and here's, I'm doing good and here's what God's been teaching me. And, and I wish you the best. After that conversation, we definitely 
I think opened the door to communication a little bit too much. And yeah, that was hard. Yeah, that was really, it was really hard because we were like, yes, we're hundred percent done. Yep. We're done. Okay. Let me call you, you know, every other day and let me text you. And I think it was just so hard for us to let go of each other because we truly did still love each other. Um, I think that was just very painful and very challenging. And it, it really almost like with a wound on your arm or your hand or your body or whatever, it it starts to scab over. It starts to heal a little bit. And then if you like break off that scab, you're just reopening that wound and it's not able to like heal properly. I think that's what it felt like for us for those few weeks of, of just talking nonstop, not even nonstop, but it, it, we needed that clean break to continue. And I wish we'd done that a little bit differently, but also, you know, it's a learning process and it's, it's a, a journey. And I think that's the one thing though, that I look back and I'm like, I wish we'd done that a little bit differently. Yeah. Does Instagram scare the heck out of you? Feeling like you're always struggling to save time on the good old gram while also creating flawless branded professional content for it? We feel you. We have made a special little something just for you. We created a PDF with our top five apps we use in conjunction with Instagram to create smooth, professional content while saving us time and energy. This is a list compiled after years of using Instagram and searching for all the secret pro tools to make our jobs easier. If you've ever wondered, how the heck did she do this? Or how did she make that? It's probably answered by one of these apps. There are little secret sauce to spicing up your Instagram. We use these apps daily and they've absolutely changed the game for us. So if you're ready to uplevel your Instagram and create pro content with just a few clicks, we got you. Head on over to www.theheartuniversity.com slash apps and let's uplevel that Instagame. That's A-P-P-S, y'all. Hey, Heart fam, we had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka-ching sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part. (laughs) HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. Okay, well, that kind of leads perfectly into my next question because this is a little bit ironic in the fact that you guys are together now and we are talking about a breakup. It's not like Landon's the ex and he we somehow got him on the show and it's not awkward. It's like, no, you're together. <laughs> um, <laughs> So my question is, after a breakup, do you think it's okay to hold on to hope for getting back together? Because it it looked like, or it seems like you guys, you did, but you still made that clean break to be like, no, like we have to, we have to go separate ways. And it just happened to be that you did eventually like years later come back together. So can you talk on that? Yeah, I have very strong opinions about this. I'm looking at Lana right now, like, what are, what are you going to say? But <laughs> personally, I think absolutely not. Do not hold on to hope unless... God tells you, or you really feel in your heart that God is saying, wait for that person or, you know, hold out for that person. I think for me personally, it's setting that clean closure cut of, of we are done. I am moving on. I am moving on in my journey, in my life. I need to heal. I'm not going to leave that door open for you. I need, I need to just be myself and and work on myself and and grow and move forward in my life. I think most people that I hear walking through a breakup um, and waiting for the other person are usually 
not able to work on their healing and their growth because they're just sitting and twiddling their thumbs waiting for the other person to come back. At least that's what I've seen. And I don't usually recommend waiting for the other person and holding out hope. Um, Not that you have to just be like, bye, you know, we're, we're done. I hate you have a, you know, whatever terrible life. Um, I, I think you can part ways with a lot of peace and, and grace and love to the other person while still being very definite in your heart that you're not going to sit around and wait. I think that's my opinion. Do you have something to add to that love? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it's probably the healthiest decision to wait for somebody, especially if it's for them to make up their mind on what they want when you know what you want. Um, for us, I would say that we weren't able to really move forward in our own journey until we fully let go of the idea of being together. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you would agree, but yes, 100%. But I think, I mean, even in, in the season after that two months that we didn't talk, like you said, we came back together and we started to kind of rebuild that friendship even. And it naturally felt like the relationship again, it made it more difficult you know, to move on. Mm -hmm. Even from that moment, it caused another period of time. So I definitely do not think, um, holding out and waiting for somebody is healthy. Um, I think it will drive you crazy if you do that. And, um, I think it's very hard to let go. And even when you say you've let go, sometimes you haven't, and it takes time and it's not overnight, but I, I would not, uh, encourage somebody to, uh, hold on to the hope of, yeah, we're, you know, let's break up now, but maybe we'll get back together in six months. Even for Ev and I, I mean, we never had the intention of ever getting back together. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we didn't have the idea that it was impossible in our minds to get back together if a miracle happened, exhibit A, you know, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we, we definitely weren't holding out for that. And we decided like, okay, we're going to go our separate ways. And the rest, I think the Lord you know, orchestrated and it's mm-hmm. been beautiful. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Mm, yeah, that's really good. This reminds me of, I recently walked with a friend through her breakup, um, just like this last fall and winter season. And I think she was struggling with that concept of having a clean break or just even, she came to me multiple times and was afraid to break up with him, but she knew that like she felt like she had really high standards and he was such a great guy. He was a, an amazing guy and he was good to her, but he was lacking kind of that that spiritual foundation that she really, really wanted in her future husband. And she, she, it was so hard for her to break up with him because he was good enough and he, he treated her well. And I think it, a lot of girls can relate to that because if, if you're, if you, hold on to hope, then there's still hope. Of, oh, maybe it'll work out. Maybe he'll change. But a lot of times mm-hmm. it's like, no, you have to have that clean break and have faith and have trust that God has something better out there for you. And I think so many people, like just girls and women in general are afraid that that something better out there exists. Um, mm-hmm. It's like what we have oh. in front of our eyes right now is good enough. And like, they want to hold on to that. And I just think her story of, of just like of me navigating through that with her, like that is so relatable to so many people. Um, and I want to share when she was going through that. And when I was talking through her, through her, with her, um, God gave me a, a word for her or just like a vision for her. And I think I want to share it because I think it would be so insightful for a lot of people. And I think a lot of people could relate. I saw her on this path and in her hands was like a small little gemstone and she was clutching it. And she was like, it's so pretty. It's so beautiful. God, thank you. Like, I don't want to let it go. Like, I I want it. I want it. I want it. And God was saying, give it to me. Like, let it go. And she was like, no, but this is like the most beautiful gemstone I've ever had. It's so perfect. It's so pretty. And what she didn't see in in this like image that that God gave me is if she would have let it go and like put it on the ground and kept walking, kept continuing on with her life around the bend, there was this literal boulder-sized gemstone, like sparkling like a diamond. Like it was, it was, I think it was a diamond actually. It was a gem in her hand and then it was like a huge boulder-sized diamond. And that's what, that's what, I mean, this applies probably more to than just to relationships, but like when we are holding so tight to something that we think is good enough and God's like, let it go because I have something so much better planned for you. You just don't know it yet. 
Like, I think Mm -hmm. that's so powerful. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. It's like, you have to have that trust and you have to have that faith that by giving up something good enough, something better will come along in the future. Oh, that's such a good word. (laughs) I, I could not agree with that more. And that's something that I actually, when I first, a few years ago before Landon, I was talking to a guy and we weren't dating, but we were really strongly considering dating and we were talking and he was a really good, like childhood friend, really good friend of my brother's, like just a really respected him. I'd been through years of life with him. And, um, we were, we were talking a little bit and, and kind of discussing whether or not we wanted to try dating each other and just being open and honest with each other about stuff. And I ended up talking to one of my girlfriends through that season. Cause I was so torn about it. And I, I talked to her and I was like, he's such a good guy. He's just really such a good guy, but I just, I don't know. And, and she spoke to me and she's like, Ev, just because he's a really good guy doesn't mean he's your guy. Mm. And I needed that release so much. And uh, we didn't end up dating. I ended up just letting him know I respected him so much, but I just didn't feel like it was the right thing at the right time. And I am so glad I didn't try to pursue something and push something that was good enough. And that was good, but not mine. And I think that's a distinction that a lot of women and I think probably even men, but I can't really speak for guys. Um, I think a lot of, a lot of us struggle with is being content with good enough because we're afraid of the unknown. We Uh know what's in front of us and it feels safe and comfortable and familiar and good enough. It's not terrible. It'll work. And so we're afraid to step out and leave that behind because the, uh, the future is unknown and the unknown terrifies us. And I think that's just really dangerous and, and unhealthy. And like you said, Lindsay, we're, we're giving up that boulder sized diamond for a pretty gemstone. And when we trust God with our future and with our stories, and we're willing to let that go and set down that, that gemstone, his reward is so much bigger and better and more beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's because like, do you want to live your life with good enough? Or do you want to live mm-hmm. your life with a freaking boulder-sized diamond. <laughs> like, that's, what, that's, what, that's what God has for us in every every aspect of life. Like he has boulder-sized diamonds that he wants us to take hold of. And, and meanwhile, we're just like thinking that we have it all with our little tiny gemstones. And it's like, no, like give up good for great. Um, mm-hmm. But I think a lot, of, a lot of people hold on to good because it's close, it's familiar, like you said, and it's safe and it's not scary. And there's that fear of, yeah, dropping good for nothing. Like if you, if you get rid of what's good and what's comfortable in front of your face now and you're met with, with nothing, then it's like, oh, I did that for nothing, but that's where faith comes in. So yeah, that's, I love that. Um, switching gears a little bit, Landon, my question for you is what do you think, um, about what the culture says about breakups? Like, especially for guys and like from their perspective. Yeah, we kind of, briefly talked about that but a little bit with like uh, the pom-poms yeah yeah but it's true I mean even with that I think for guys when I mean this is just my opinion I'm sure this isn't every single guy out there um but in my opinion I mean I see a lot of the time when us guys go through breakups we either um kind of push down the feelings the pain and our culture specifically I feel like tells us to go out, uh, whether it's to go to parties or to go to bars or to go, you know, whatever escape to numb yourself. And like we were talking about before, it's to do the unhealthy things, uh, to do the things that our culture says will bring us joy and will bring us hope and all these good things that, that don't happen. And, um, yeah, so our culture is very against, uh, healthy, uh, realistic, uh, decisions to help us move forward. Um, yeah. What do you think guys can do instead? Like replacing what the culture is saying? Yeah. Um, (laughs) feel their emotions. No, (laughs) that's a word. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, uh, I think really to, uh, I think instead of choosing to push everything down. I mean, I said that in a joking way, but seriously, instead of pushing down our feelings and our emotions to be able to look at them and recognize them 
and asks like ask ourselves what we're feeling and what we're going through and where we're at. Um, that's not a popular topic and that's not a popular thing to tell guys to do because often men want to be men and be tough and not talk about their, their emotions and their pain. But often we see that, you know, resulting in, in more problems. And so I would say for men finding, you know, like I said, finding groups of people in their lives that can, that can help them, that can guide them, that can bring healthy, uh, healthy habits, even Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of the guys that may be listening to this that are going through a breakup or that have recently gone through a breakup. Um, spend time, uh, if, I mean, if you have, if you're a person of faith and maybe you, you're a Christian or you believe in Jesus, like just cry out to him, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe that's vulnerable, but get on your face and worship and cry and, and just talk to your father Mm -hmm. and ask him, uh, what he has for you. And I know that's totally against our culture, but that's the thing that I've found the most amount of hope in my life is just laying on my face and saying, Jesus, you know, where are you? Where are you through all this? And what are you saying? And Mm -hmm. what are you singing over me? And how do you see me? And how do you see my future? I mean, these are all like deep things, but they're all so good and so life-giving and Mm -hmm. and healthy. Mm -hmm. And so I think the things that we need. Yeah. I uh, I recently had a photo shoot, like a couple session, and what you said kind of reminded me of this. So I before um, sessions, I always text like the couple separately, um, just to kind of get feedback for the session and like asking specific questions that can ha- help me make their story even more vibrant in the photos. And almost always, like without fail, the girl writes novels, and the dudes always give me like one or two sentence answers. It's like, yep, great, like. I like it when she does this or like, it's like very brief. And this session, the complete opposite. I mean, it wasn't like the girl was super brief, but she gave me like pretty semi short answers. And he wrote like a novel and I was so blown away. And I voice messaged or voice texted him back. And I was like, dude, bravo to you. You made me, it was so sweet. He was like, just saying the most romantic words about his wife. And it was so beautiful. And on the session, like kind of when we were wrapping up, he was like, hey, back to your voice message that you sent me earlier. Cause I was like, hey, bravo to you. He was like, I think in general, men need to grow the F up. He said the actual word, but I'm not going to say it on here. But <laughs> but I think that's so true. It's like men need to grow the F up. Like, I mean, we all need to yeah. also, but I think men are afraid to be vulnerable and afraid to get emotional or like to break that tough exterior. Um, and I think that, man, like when when men are not afraid to like crack down and, and be vulnerable and be open. Like that is where beauty happens, I think. And that's, I love Landon, mm-hmm. what you said about that. That's amazing. Yeah, it's so true. It's just ask yourself the real questions and and actually deal with the problem. Mm-hmm. And that takes, I feel like that takes a lot of maturity in men. And it shouldn't be this taboo topic of ask yourself how you're feeling <laughs> or, you know, process or think, or maybe you're not somebody that will run to a church, but maybe you can go on a hike alone, or maybe you can, you know, go spend time meditating, or maybe you can go, you know, do something that's healthy, that's not getting drunk and that's not partying and that's not uh, rebounding to uh, sleep with somebody else, you know, all those things that our culture says. So mm-hmm. ask yourself as a man, where am I at? What am I feeling and what am I needing right now? And how can I move forward um, in a healthy way? I think every human should probably uh, process some something like that in some way or another when they go through a breakup. Yeah. Okay, switching gears again, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier when um, a girl might be in a relationship and feeling like it's hard or that there's like something that's not right or whatever. My question, this is for Landon, but Evie, you can chime in as well. What do you have to say to any girl who might be in a hard relationship and she's struggling with thinking about a breakup or just like struggling in general, or maybe she knows in the back of her mind that he probably isn't the one. Do you have any opinions on that? Um, hold her by the face <laughs> and look her in the eyes and tell her that she's worth it and that she's valuable and that she deserves the best. And that she doesn't have to stay where she is out of fear or out of uh, maybe even the fear of loneliness or um, settling or making compromise that's unhealthy. Um, But I say that just to say, like, you know, 
the women that are in these relationships that are just getting by or that are okay may be compromising and may be holding back from the giant boulder diamond that is right around the corner. Um, so I think, you know, don't stay in just okay when you have great available and don't believe the lie that you're not worth the very best and there's better for you. And, and most of the time, if you're second guessing, thinking this might not be worth it, or this might not, not even worth it, but this might not be the right person. He's great, but something's not quite right. It might just be the right time to have a healthy, mature conversation and, and, you know, go a different way. And that's the beautiful thing of dating, you know, not, you know, I mean, almost every single time besides that one person dating is going through the process of finding your partner and it's mm -hmm. not always going to end in marriage and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But being able to move forward and, and realize that, you know, your value and your worth and know that there is more and, and better for you. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. I have something to add to that, that I think actually is, is so important that girls hear that any, even guys here, but I know growing up for me, I always, all of my friends and I always had this, this perception of dating that a breakup equals failure, that a breakup is the <laughs> breakup, that a breakup is the equivalent of failure. And that it means that, that the relationship didn't work out and, and one or both of you failed. And it, it has a negative connotation to it. And I think that is such a false perception of dating and of, of breakups because your purpose in dating somebody is figuring out if they're the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. And if you walk away from the relationship feeling certain and, and knowing this isn't the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with, then the relationship was a success. And I heard that, um, I think mid high school and that just completely changed my perception of dating and, and released so much pressure for me of needing to make it work. And if, if I ever dated a guy or dated multiple guys and, and broke up with multiple guys, you know, I'm not obviously not talking about like serial dating or obsessive dating, but but really feeling like there could be a chance with a guy and pursuing something and then figuring out it's not the right person and, and going separate ways, that's actually really healthy to be willing to admit this isn't worth it. And, and being willing to admit, okay, yes, I put a lot of time and energy into this person, but you know, it's, yeah, it's time to cut my losses speaking from a business perspective, but it's, I think we're, when we invest time into something, sometimes we're afraid to walk away because we've already given so much that we just keep pouring into it, hoping that we see different results. Mm -hmm. And some like that's can be so unhealthy and such a waste of our time and our energy and our emotions when we need to recognize if something's not changing, if something's not working, it's time to cut your losses and just count that investment of time and energy and emotions as a learning experience and a process. And on top of that, something that, um, a, a female like speaker that I just really respect, her name is Abby Stumval. Um, she taught a lot at our ministry school that we went to. Um, she said something about relationships that really, really stuck with me. And she said, yes, you know, if, if the relationship doesn't work out and you walk separate ways, uh, yes, it's a success because you figured out, you know, your answer of this is, or is not the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. She's like, but on top of that, she's like, I agree with that partially, but on top of that, when you walk into a relationship and into a dating relationship with the mindset of, I am going to love this person with everything in me. And if we if I walk away feeling like I made that person's life better, that is a successful relationship. Even if you part ways, if you have blessed and enhanced that other person's life, that is a wildly successful relationship. And so walking into a relationship and even setting that expectation, maybe even having that conversation when you're first going on a first few dates and be like, this is, this is my goal. I want to impact your life positively, whether we end up together long-term and continue to pursue this or not. Like that's my goal. That's my focus. And that's my priority. Priority. Not even to figure out if you're the person for me, but to impact your life and to 
to grow together, even if it's for a week or a date or multiple dates or multiple months. I think that's such a healthy perspective of dating. And I think a lot of women need to be given that permission that a breakup is not the end of the world. A breakup does not make you a failure and a breakup does not make that relationship a failure. Mm. Okay. I want to piggyback off of that because I think especially in the Christian community, there's this stigma or this idea that you ha- before you start dating, you have to know whether or not you're going to marry them. Like, otherwise mm-hmm. you can't, you can't date them. It's like, you have to be like, is he the one? Is he the one? And so then it, it almost puts pressure on these girls when a guy starts pursuing her, because it's like, once he starts pursuing her, she almost has to be like, well, I don't know if he's the one I haven't started dating him yet. Like, and like, there's this pressure and especially in just like the faith community of like feeling like you have to know uh, before you start dating. And I think that's, I, I love what you said, Evie, because I think reminding people that, no, dating is okay and and breaking up is not a bad thing necessarily. I mean, it definitely isn't because if it's not the right person, it's not the right person. And and treating that person with love, exactly like you said, and making their life better, no matter if you end up married or not. Um, I I love that. That was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so, that's so cool also that you said, um, like in a relationship, how can you bring value to that person? Mm-hmm. I've like barely ever heard that in my entire life. Like in so often in relationships, you hear like, what can I get from that person? Mm-hmm. How can they help me? Yeah. Uh, it's How very, can they make me feel yeah, better? Yeah. yeah. And so to come into a relationship, like you said, even if it's one date or if it's 10 years of dating, hopefully you get married <laughs> by then. But you get my point. I mean, to, to say, how can I bring value to that person? Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's so you. That's so amazing. Aww. Oh, man, that's awesome. Okay, well, my next question then is do you guys have any practical tips for anyone who maybe is thinking about breaking up with somebody who they know isn't the right fit for them or if it just maybe isn't the right season for them specifically? Because I know it can be so hard as the one that's breaking up with somebody. Um, do you have any advice or tips on that? Yeah, I I think communication in this area is so, so important. And something, I mean, Landon obviously said it earlier, but um, something that I am very intentional with and communicating when I've walked away from a relationship with a guy and being very clear with how I respect them and how I feel about them, I think is just such a healthy way to approach that. Um, I obviously did it with Landon and then I, I dated a guy a couple summers ago for, I mean, I think we went on like four or five dates and we were never official or anything like that, but we were just pursuing, you know, potentially dating each other and and a relationship. And I ended up having a conversation with him where I was just honest. And I said, I respect you so much. I think you are such a great guy. I respect this and this and this and this about you. And I actually listed out some things that I really respect about him to this day. Uh, I value a lot of who he is and, and what he brought to the table in our, uh, dating relationship. And I was honest about, I, I feel like this isn't the right season for me. This isn't the right thing at the right time. And I really wish it was. And I just respect you a lot and I wish you all the best. And I would genuinely love to stay in touch and, and stay friends or, or whatever you're able to do in that situation with, with him and I, it was just a few dates. So we were able to stay, you know, casual friends and it wasn't awkward. Um, for Lynn and I, we definitely needed to, to clean break and separate. It's very, very difficult to stay friends with someone that you've been very emotionally intimate with and really, really romantic with. Um, but just communicating how you respect them and, and building them up instead of just saying something like, yo, I am not feeling it. I'm out, which just leaves the other person wondering, did they ever care? Did they, do they respect me? Am I a terrible person? You know, all of those doubts and and Mm -hmm. questions and fears and insecurities that can rise up, making sure you do your absolute best to squash those and speak life into them. Just kind of keeping that mindset of how can I impact their life? How can I make them better? Um, How, how can I touch them in a positive way through this situation. I think just keeping that in the back of your mind as you're communicating is something that I am always trying to be very intentional with whenever that life situation has come up for me. But do you have something to add to that, hun? 
Yeah. I mean, he pretty much knocked it out of the park. Um, all of those things are so important. I would just kind of piggyback on communication. Mm -hmm. I think communication is so important throughout a relationship. And then especially when you're getting to the point where you're unsure mm -hmm. about moving forward and what the future looks like, learning how to communicate. Uh, we, we talk a lot about something just called brave communication mm -hmm. and how to communicate in a brave, powerful way yeah. with a powerful voice in a loving way. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's so good. I mean, just be honest, you know, be honest with where you're at and where the relationship's at and where it's moving and maybe what you see for your future. And, and I think if you can be honest and then with all that you said of with affirming them and speaking life to them and just calling out the gold in their life and reminding them of, of how incredible they are. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's so powerful and it's so life-giving and it's just another way to leave that person, uh, with value and leave them better than, than you, you know, found them when you came into their life. Wow. Y'all are so cute together. I just literally want to vomit. Um, I think, I think for anybody that has followed your guys' relationship online, they probably, after listening to this episode, now just felt even more in love with you as a couple and are very much on the ship Evie and Landon train. Um, <laughs> and I, I want to say, like, none of us are professing to be like relationship experts or relationship therapists. But I think, yeah, God, just like from listening to you to spew such wisdom, like the truth, like that's you just, I think a lot of people will get a lot of out of this up a lot out of this episode. That's my heart. That's my hope. Um, and so I just thank you guys for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing just your opinions and your heart on, on this topic that can be so sticky and so much of a struggle. But Sassy mm. Lindsay is back on her platform. So <laughs> I must, I must know, I must know, and the entire world must know what is next for you two. The people want to know, like, I'm not kidding. They really want to know. I'm winking at you through the, through the mic and <laughs> oh everyone listening gosh. to this episode, they want to know. And so you're welcome to everyone that's listening to this in your earbuds and you're silently thinking it. I'll ask it for you. What's next? for Evie and Landon. <laughs> I think we've been on such an amazing journey. And uh, like I've said in the beginning, we just filmed a video talking about our relationship and how we met and how we went through the, the breakup and how we came back into each other's lives. And part of the thing uh, that we talked about in that was being able to be best friends. And I feel like right now we're enjoying being best friends. Mm -hmm. And we're in such a beautiful time where we're able to intentionally pursue one another and adventure with one another and travel the world with one another and do business together in some way or another and be best friends. And I think we have grown so much in the past year mm -hmm. of our relationship. And so as far as what's next, Ev might have a little bit more. <laughs> Throw it in my court, huh? No, but we're, we're just growing and learning so much and we're loving life and we're able to have fun and just be friends. Yeah. And I think the future is the future. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving y'all a very uh, vague answer. That was, that was cute, <laughs> but there was no meat in that. Like, I need some juicy details. Landon, oh, it's fine. We might be, we might be buying another puppy. Oh. That's all I have for you. <laughs> I think um, if anyone knows the, our, our story and the way that we... Uh, we kept it a secret from y'all for about a year that we were back in each other's lives and, and dating again. Uh, I think if I'm being a hundred percent blunt and honest, so much of my life is public and now our lives as we're dating. And I love that. I love that 99% of my life is an open book and I get to share that and be in community with so many people it, it, through my journey, I, I genuinely love that part of my life, but there are definitely some downsides to it and, and some hard, you know, things about having so many people just watching your day-to-day -day life. And so I think there are certain aspects and things that I like to keep close to my heart and, and personal and our relationship and our future is, is one of those. And I think 
The same way I didn't tell y'all that we were dating for about a year is probably the same way I'm going to approach us moving forward. Not saying that I'm going to be silent for a year, but uh, to answer Lindsay's question, I'm not going to tell you guys. This is our personal relationship and we love having it be personal and private and just loving each other and loving the season that we're in. And you guys will know when you know. (laughs) I will say though, one thing that, uh, and this this is just something I've always held dear to me. Whenever in a relationship we said, of course, we don't know off the bat in the beginning if if we are going to marry that person. But I will say people ask pretty often, so are you going to marry this person or are you guys going to get married? And my response is always in any relationship I'm in, I have, you know, the belief that I'm with them because I can see myself marrying them. And I can see myself raising a family together and I can see myself growing old together with that person. That doesn't mean that there's always going to be marriage there, but I think every single relationship that each of us are in, you know, whatever that looks like, I think the, the, the belief of, I can see myself marrying this person and I can see a future together is always at the forefront. And if that's not there, then, uh, start to kind of question, okay, well, what, what are we doing? But so basically what he just said is we see ourselves getting married, but that's, that's pretty much all y'all get. <laughs> <laughs> well, friends, I tried. Can't blame a girl for trying. <laughs> but I will say, Landon, uh, I'm just, just, just me to you. Ignore everyone else that's listening to me. Just me to you. Okay. You best uh-huh. freaking, I best freaking know before. Oh, no, you'll know. And- <laughs> and, I'm just, I'm just saying. If anything were to change, um, in a in a I different feel like this is a dynamic, fear in you because this, this has come up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've mentioned it to you many a times. I'm just saying, if if Evie ever calls me, being like, I'm engaged, you have done something wrong, sir. Oh no, <laughs> you have done something wrong. You're in trouble. Sir. All right. Well, you have my word, Lindsay. You have my word. Perfect. Thanks. I will take that to the grave. Great. Okay. Perfect. Thank you guys so much for being on. It was so wonderful to talk about this topic. I really hope people love this episode. I really liked it. I know we're like super long. So guys, this is a long one. Well, if you're listening to this, you've already made it through. So whatever. Um, (laughs) But we'll go ahead and end it. Thank you guys for being here. It was so much fun to talk to you about breakups and relationships. And I hope you guys go have a lovely (laughs) day and hang out with your little puppy. Thanks for having us, Lindsay. Love you.